0: Alright, welcome to Witch Place Radio. Uh, one of the kind of unofficial rules of the podcast, which I'm breaking today, is that I don't like to have um, people on more than once in a calendar year, and both of the guests on this episode have been on within this past calendar year, but I think I've convinced myself that this is a different, uh, in a different um, setting, Not maybe setting's not the right word, but you're not here as yourselves, you are, but you're also here talking about a record that you've both worked on together, so it counts, uh, and also the rules are arbitrary and I make them up so it doesn't really matter, but... Um, cool. Uh, the best way to start these off always is for the two of you to introduce yourselves and then we can get right into um, This this record you've been working on and, and everything else.
4: Um, I'm Rob Brooks.
2: All right, and so I'm Kit Willman uh, Much like Rob, I am a rapper and producer currently based in Winnipeg
0: I appreciate the uh, the addition of the, the extra information there. Um, so the reason we're talking to you both today, I mean, you've both been on the show uh, within the past you know, uh, six months or so, I think, uh, maybe earlier for Rob, but um, you have a record that's coming out that is a project that you both have uh, worked on. And... I know that you both have been, it seems like both of you have been very prolific, and maybe that's a good place to start too, is that this year you both put out solo records, uh, Rob, I know you have uh, another project you do with Epic, um, there's there's the Woman record, there's also that, that, that new Ukrainian thing that you put out uh, recently on Bandcamp, it seems like between the two of you, you've been quite busy, especially as the year comes to a close, so what is sort of the origin of this project that you have together, is it something that's kind of been long in the works? And is just coming out now, or is it is this just been like a really busy time for both of you?
2: I wouldn't say it's been too long in the works, but I'm I would need to think for a second about when we did actually start this. It might have been around this time last year that Rob sent me the batch of beats. Can you remember, Rob?
4: No, I don't remember, but yeah, i I agree that it it hasn't been that long, actually. This was a pretty mm-hmm. quick turnaround for this project, I would say.
2: Yeah, that was definitely one of the things that drew me to working with Rob is, um, you know, I'm talking with lots of musicians all the time. And Rob was one of the kind of honestly rare exceptions of someone who never, maybe once or twice was like, oh, I haven't really been doing anything lately. I've been busy, but mostly all the time, always has something on the go, always is actually completing things and seeing them through. And I, I think what you pointed out there, Sam, like looking at our, I guess, prolific output, if you... Like, as you framed it, uh, I think that was a big part of what made this something I wanted to do. It was like, I know me and Rob are going to get this done.
0: Yeah. And so, just like to to kind of put some context into this, when is this actually coming out and um, what is it called?
2: I got it right here. The record is called Gazogene and it's coming out December 12th, uh, maybe a little later on some of the streamers, but for the main places, especially our band camps, next Tuesday or the Tuesday of December twelfth, whenever right. this podcast comes. Right, up. right, right, <laughs> right.
0: Cool, cool. And so, like you said at the beginning, I mean, you both uh, rappers and producers, and 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 uh, multi multi hyphenates. And on this record, you're both you're both rapping. Um, how was the kind of production duties split? Was was it a collaborative effort the whole way through, or was one of you doing more of that end, and the other doing more vocals? I know you both have you know distinct styles uh, on the production side of things as well as on mm-hmm. the vocal side of things.
4: Yeah, as the, as it turned out, I did um, the production on this one for the most part. Um, Kits would definitely um, sh- like pitch in ideas on like uh, kind of post production parts, like how the where the beat should drop out or, or or stuff like that. But I made all the beats, and I w- I sent them to Kits, and then Kits I think started all the songs lyrically. So lyrically, I just kind of followed him. Um, but this is sort of—I think we both sort of agreed that this would be the first one of um, more than one, and that the next one kits would probably produce. So no, that makes sense. Keep, keep your eyes out.
0: Cool, cool. Is—is uh-huh. is there? I mean, when you're obviously Rob, you've you've produced music for yourself for years now. You produce for a lot of other people um, recently as well. Is there, what do you have to do to, to, to make a record with someone like Kits who has a very distinct style? I mean, you know, all of the, all of the recent records, including the one that came out this year, it's very uniquely a Kits Willman record. Um, you know, this is obviously a collaboration, but is there something you have to do differently or a way to approach it differently, I guess, from the production side, knowing um, that, it's, that you're working together on this?
4: Well, I think the majority of the beats, if not all of them, I didn't make with Kits in mind. I sent a bunch of beats to Kits and then he chose the one the ones he likes. Um and I think that they all sort of have a continuity um partly mostly based on I guess Kits's style and Kits's background. Um and but like after after he would like lay down his vocals, then I would I would do some changes and kind of mess around with them, but uh um I mean, it's kind of the same process I've done for, for other artists and for myself as well, I think.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, and then I guess uh, the question for Kits, then, well, what, what were you looking for as far as beats? I mean, you know, if, if Rob's showing you a bunch of beats and you're sort of picking the ones that, that will work best with this, um, what is sort of attractive in a beat for
2: you for something like this project? Mm-hmm. I do think to start, like, we we have different styles, me and Rob, but we like, it's fully in the minor key most of the time. So that's one of the things where there was maybe only one or two beats in the pack where I was like, definitely not this one. But there was also ones where I was kind of like, not, not that same response of like, definitely not this, but more so like, I definitely would never make this beat. So the first song that I, that I started writing to is called some call. I think it's track seven. And that one is a really synth heavy song and I don't do a lot of work with synths. So it was some of those things where I was drawn to these, I guess like textures of certain instruments and the way that Rob uses certain samples as well, that is, is in line with my overall sound and what I desire, but definitely is something different, which likely will result in me actually maybe playing more with that kind of stuff for when i make the beats to send back to rob you know what i mean so looking back and being like okay yeah what was it about some call that spoke out to me how can i maybe try to create some continuity between these releases by engaging with the beats in that way
0: okay okay well and i've only had a chance to listen to it fairly briefly but um the first thing that jumped out at me is that's how noisy the record sounds and i mean that in the best possible way it just sounds like there's 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 so much happening um like vocally and and as far as the production goes, was that uh, a deliberate thing that that and I think that that fits actually with both of your sounds too in maybe a different mm-hmm. way for each of you. But having just that much sort of um, uh, action is not the right word, but there's <laughs> so much, so mm-hmm. much, uh, yeah, so much action going on in each track and as far as as far as just like raw sound.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, Kits, Kits brings a lot of energy to the tracks, right? And and um, if you've seen him perform too, he's like, it's almost there's almost it's almost like a like a rock show or something with how hard hard he can go so i think that was um to a degree i think it was the beats that kids chose but it was also me responding to what kids had put down um and trying to like match that that uh level of noise because you're not always doing that like with i worked i've been working with epic and you're not with epic it's different like if you put too much noise into it he could be drowned out you know but um someone like Kits, like it's kind of like you gotta match him, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think I think that speaks to some of the specific dynamics of what happens when we come together where my voice is born out of needing to compete with with other instruments, you know? Like I learned how to use my voice playing in uh, a the two piece band in the basement, you know? Um uh, so there's a little bit more room in the higher frequencies. It was just bass and drums. There's interesting things like that which again comes back to this aspect of Rob having so much experience producing for other people where this was the first full project I've made on someone else's beats. And I'd only done, I'd only done two songs or three songs before. If you count a feature I did with Rob only three before that were ever on someone else's production, other than, you know, freestyling to like the shook ones instrumental or whatever (laughs) off YouTube. Um, but that was one of the parts that made this really cool because Rob does have a lot of that experience working with other people, whether it's you know doing the production stuff, but also early experiences and, and bands and whatnot. So I think that the the way you describe it as noisy, I think really reflects like the almost jamminess of it, especially with some of that interface of me putting in some suggestions for the beats, which might also be emphasizing on those noisier louder more yeah high energy elements like yeah keep that hi-hat going or or double time that or or things like those sorts of changes that really push the music forward in a way that i really enjoy rob's production for doing in the first place
1: yeah winnipeg winnipeg Winnipeg, Winnipeg,
2: which
4: which is like like buffalo with Buffalo with communists
3: Homesick sick in the Greyhound, turning the bathroom on the toilet with a pale frown. Vermilion worm food. Do what you have to. Sat back in the back. How could I let it get so progressive? I ask. Mathematics. normal metaphors that have us imagine the truth in image form. So many fantastic stories of the story, metaphysical versions of a world that always remains mysterious. Truth is not revealed. It's demonstrated. Truth is not concealed. It's complicated. Losing up from your trust. What's a proof that you can trust? Truth is moving as it must. See that you is not a limit. Truth's my absolute, I watched the stars stand still. The dark earth turning by in my peripheral. I'm longing for a world that was never real. The dark earth rushing like a river in my rearview mirror.
1: Scaling the tallest bank in the world. Grenade. Oyster shell percussion grenade. Oyster shell percussion grenade. Oyster shell percussion. Oh. Makes a quantity gradient. A bunch of different shades and shape cranium radiant. In radium springs, I got the stadium wings with uranium strings and a forty dollar beer. Around here, it's fifty dollars in your firstborn daughter for a dollar for water. Carving Potter, Harry Potter, all the levels are evil. I like the Cadence Weapon album that was produced by Weasel a baby's of Babies. Conceivable at the other party. Uh, oligarchies are Archie, 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 at the Harveys by the Harveys or so Christopher Farley. We rode in on a Harley through fields of barley you took a left turn and poured to Main Street. Reporters think I'm me. because I know what the dirty means—dirty seams on the condo ceiling. While you love revealing, are I was stealing fries in Kelowna. Jaws looked on our donut by a dirty Dodge. They toricate bread in Nova Scotia. I'm sleeping on the sofa. The Shannon's in like Jake and Benny. Feel the play in front of all
4: these people.
5: Well, for you notice it at first, but then with them saying nothing this you might as well be playing Saskatchewan, too, too, too,
0: too, too, too. When you just said there about, you know, you you've rarely done um a project like this where you're where you're using someone else's production. Is that just the way things have worked out or is that sort of a control thing with you where you prefer to have sort of, you know, involvement in all aspects of something you're you're putting together?
2: Uh definitely the control part, comfortability as well. And then the aspect of not having done solo stuff in a bit coming out of playing in some bands. And then the last band I had, we had a bit of a, you know, we it was a trio we were locked in and then the bass player moved and we just didn't find someone to fully fill that slot. So there was those, uh, those, I guess, barriers from collaborating that I wanted to avoid. And I really stayed within that. And also again, just, having the desire for complete artistic control. It's kind of funny. Like I was listening to this, the Gazogene album yesterday, as I'm working on mixes for the next album that we'll do an interview for in maybe April. Um, But uh, I was like, Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I was like, Oh, Rob really mixed and mastered this differently. Even though I had input on it, of course, like it's, it's something I'm happy with, but just noticing that, I can be so content with something and then I go to my other project and what I'm doing is ultimately still so different and also learning, building, growing in those ways. But, um, I said this to Rob, actually, I I don't know if it was super early on into us meeting, but I I mentioned it to him at some point where I was saying to my dad, like, I really want to level up on music this next year. And I, and I probably said that actually in like 2021, Um, And my dad asked, like, what does that mean? And I said, making music with other people, I think that's the part. So was it a real conscious choice to only be doing my own production for so long? Not necessarily. Was it a conscious choice to make something like this, a body of work with with another producer like Rob? And was it destined to be Rob? Totally, 100%. Those other tracks I did beforehand are kind of a surprise that they came out before this. I thought these were going to be my first first full songs on other people's on other people's production yeah
0: yeah for sure um well rob i know what like like we said at the beginning you both of you have been very prolific in terms of releasing stuff lately um you have this release you have uh, your solo record and then you have the stuff you've done with epic as well um all sort of within this 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 year how do they? How, how does this differ from those? I mean, do do you approach, did you approach this differently? Because obviously, like you said, working with Epic, Epic uh, sonically, it, it's different the way that his, his his energy level, the way his vocals go. Um, so the beats are obviously going to be different for that. And then your record was very heavy, um, subject matter wise, and, and sonically too. Um, did you is do you have to kind of like use a different part of your brain to 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 put together each of those three projects?
4: Um, well, I think that, um, working with other people, I always try to be open, um, to what they do and, and to their additions, because I, I, I am, I like, I like control too. And I, I like coming at, um, like, a coming to like a project with like a clear idea in my head that I want to develop. And it's kind of specific to me. And, um, so when I'm working with other people, I kind of make sure that I'm, I, I don't get into that mindset because I think ultimately when you work with other people, you end up creating something um, better because you always create something that's different than you would have done yourself. Yeah. And it gives you sort of new perspective on, on what you're doing. So, I mean, yeah, like kids had a lot of input um, and I was always receptive to it. I hope kids feels that way. Um, and I was always just wanting to like go with it and go with what, with his ideas um, so yeah I guess it's 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 different in the sense that you're sp- sort of responding to a different person um, but it's but it's sort of similar in the ways that I just tr- always try to be open to
0: okay okay is this something that you're intending on I mean I know you mentioned uh, again earlier that this is going to be one of many projects is this um, something you're planning on doing live as well with the two of you?
2: Oh definitely yeah.
0: Is that um, like do you have anything in the works, or is that just sort of because you work together already, it'll 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 happen, and you, you you sort of run within the same local musical circles, circles? I
2: would say in in the works, in the works, yeah. We were plotting something to be around more the release, and then life has been a bit hectic. And December is always a bit of a a touch and go scenario for putting on any sort of event. There there seems to be a real maximum capacity, but. We definitely want to represent this live, and especially with a visual component. Oh, cool. I think that's something that that both me and Rob really like. It's interesting how there's the aspect of connecting on the beats. Our subject matter is not super different, um, engaging with colonial critique stuff like that, um, but also having a a, a a a unified perspective on the need for rap to happen live in the first place. This is a, a live music genre as much as certain festivals uh, might want to only have one rapper on their, on their lineup. Um, Anyways. And uh, having that aspect and then talking about, well, how do we make this bigger? And so I had the unique opportunity where I seen Rob perform live for the first time. It was at an art home uh, set that he did. I guess this was 2021. I think Rob, you could correct me. Um, And so he had this really distinct set that was designed and it was a bit more of, I guess a static performance, but had this real, uh, like, like real spectacle aspect to it. I, I don't know if Rob, you want to say more about that. Um, well, I
4: mean, it was, it was conceptual and it was, mm-hmm. um, I, like immersive, I think is what we were going for, um, to try to create a sort of a world. And, uh, yeah, I think I like, that's what I like about kids too, because he brings that sort of conceptual and like visual art, um, thing to to live performance and i've been thinking about how like i you know i'm getting older and i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily into like bar shows as much anymore i don't really like going to bars and so i'm always thinking about how can we make shows interesting um just on their own like as as art right mm-hmm. like i like not to sound like a pretentious dick but i want the music to be to be taken as art you know so i think um i'm excited for when kits and i do perform this album because they're we've already been talking about what visual visual elements might look like and how to conceptualize them so that's really important to both of us and i'm really excited about you know when both of our lives becomes a little less hectic we can um put this onto stage somewhere
1: with
3: so much for several hundred years of so-called civilization. Oh, well, that they sold the foreign interest, made a killing office with noble ministers. There's no running water in Jackson, Mississippi. That's a pretty huge US capital city. Trudeau didn't do shit about the advisories. The water don't get in your eyes or ears. Can't go swimming in the water at the beach for fear of getting sick from the toxic algae. Woodstock 99, that's all life is. A bottle of water at these prices. Living in a modern capitalist environment, falling asleep each night to screaming sirens. Thank God I don't live under one of those tyrants. It doesn't let the market Get to start of priorities, praying there's no fire in the house tonight Cause there's no water in the house and
1: outside grotesque, grotesque, face face stone stone grotesque, grotesque face of a stone, stone gargoyle Grotesque face of a stone gargoyle Notice, grotesque, possessed, sitting there all alone By stone, by bone, by resource-free, by what we don't need We supersede the expectation of the nation Oh tumbleweed at the settler space station well guaranteed i'm in the right head space to ransack the ceo's hiding place my briefcase holds space for some bear mace i got a little key to lock it a molotov in my pocket i got a little key to lock it a molotov in my pocket I got a little key to lock it, a Molotov in my pocket, uh. I started out the
0: That's something that comes with um, age too. Is just, I mean, i thought totally with you i'm not wanting to go to bars anymore. Um, but the the idea that you can sort of um feel okay with saying this is art and and and, and sort of uh, presenting it as an art piece rather than you know feeling weird about it or feeling like you're being a dick about it or whatever. Like you said, you know, I mean, is <laughs> that something that just kind of like you know maybe twenty years ago when you were doing this, it would have seemed really strange to to present your music as as an art piece but now like you think that sort of it's something that you've grown into the idea that 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 this is uh, i'm sure you always thought it was art but you know what i mean like that this is something that can be can be done with hip-hop based music i mean in 2023 maybe couldn't it have been done a decade or two ago i mean
4: yeah it's hard to say because i think sort of what you're alluding to is the fact that hip-hop as far as i've known it Locally and I guess in Canada really, has has always been a has always existed within bars, right? I mean yeah. mm-hmm. rap shows have always been in bars. Drinking has always been a huge part of it. You know, I think maybe you know i I think i've always wanted to think of different ways of performing and i have had the chance to play at different venues like art galleries and and even playing at coffee shops was was different you know and, and i kind of like those settings more because people can really like hear your lyrics and hear what your songs are about whereas you know, you might approach a bar show differently because you're trying to be more hype and more like, Mm -hmm. you know, people aren't going to be listening that intently. So you sort of bring a different energy to it. So I I think I've always sort of wanted to do that. But I guess, you know, it has something to do with age, but it also has something to do with, I don't really drink anymore. Um, I'd go to bed much earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I'm just not interested in, in staying in a bar till two o'clock in the morning. And, um, I want to go see a performance like a, like I'd want to go see a film, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it, it's more a question of, can you draw people to that? Will, will people respond to that? Will people come out? And I think they will. And it, it's just, a I think it's just a matter of doing it and and playing that art home show mm-hmm. actually was a huge, um, a huge thing for me. Cause I, I kind of felt like, Oh, like I could do this, you know, I, and I should be doing this. So cool shout
0: out to our home mm-hmm. cool yeah that's uh, it's it i think that there's definitely are people especially uh, i mean i don't know if this has anything to do with it but it seems like post pandemic a lot of people are looking for um alternate types of shows to go to whether that is like some kind of an, uh, at an art gallery at a coffee shop at a house in someone's backyard in someone's basement um doing things like immersive you know with the visual aspect and things like that it seems like there's more of that or maybe more desire for people to, to check that out, whereas before, you know, they were so locked into their routine of this is where shows happen, this is how how going to be part of the music scene is. I, I, I feel like I, I see more of it anyway, from my basement, where I'm never leaving the house either, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do think the, the streaming performances people put on brought some of those visual elements back into the yeah. forefront, you know? Um, there was this really cool thing Armand Hammer did where, as a rap group or a rap duo, rather, they kind of played a bit more with multiple settings like, Oh, they're on a rooftop for this song. They're, they're, um, you know, filming in from this other place, getting B roll, but kind of bringing in these different locations and not situating it in a place. That's any, any sort of a venue, you know, at all, even though a lot of the places that like Rob's talking about these different places, it is so interesting how how hip hop is, is incredibly omnipresent but as soon as you put it in one of these spots, yeah, like a coffee shop or an art gallery, it can really take on a different specter for the audience. And there was an experience I had where I, I I'm out at a bar, I'm end of the night, dance parties happening. And I was in Saskatoon, it was like Christmas time, I was visiting. And uh, I'm talking with someone on the dance floor and he's like, Hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. Like, do you wanna come play? And his house was a place that was a known house show venue it's a house but um it's known for having shows and so i show up the next day and and it's his his birthday party kind of so there's about 10 of us playing cards against humanity sitting on the floor in the living room and i'm thinking am i gonna play like there's about to be only nine people sitting on the floor and i'm gonna do my high energy rap song and um so i say this to him and he's like yeah i love music like of course i want you to play you know So I played and then I had this cool exchange with one of the guys after where he was like, I had no idea there was going to be music tonight. And I think it's one of these bittersweet things about being a hip hop artist in Canada where people are like, I didn't think there was even hip hop in Canada. Like you kind of always have a certain part of the audience that's having that particular experience. Anytime they're watching live hip hop, whether it's Cartel Madras or or Jimmy the Jamster playing here in Winnipeg, like, people have that reaction to it and it it's reflected in the way the system in the the music industry i should say by by the system the music industry in canada looks at hip-hop in a certain way um and sometimes you know that's kind of a card you can keep in your back pocket as a a, as a self-aware artist and know when you're going to do that because it's funny like i think this record is so high energy It would do great in that bar setting, but that's not really what our intention is because it's, yeah, these rhymes are fast, the beats are quick, high energy for the most part, but that's maybe not what we're trying to get out of the overall message or the overall idea behind the songs, the collaboration, so on and so forth. Too many visitors, child. Another of a bankrupt culture. This is John Wayne. National
1: the guards got bloodied in the melee of fall. Shillelagh to the skull. Fly eyes on the wall. Quick punches in the gall. platter tall. At a pitter-patter. The fascists were dressed. damp,er Now they jackets are tatted and torn. Barely worn. Covered in warm worn. tracker tackled in the thorns, warn us before the storm. Wicked windy waveform, tablets written in cuneiform, guards killed in their uniform, for the uniform. Guards bloodied on the dailies, skull cracked with a shillelagh. Guards bloodied on the dailies, skull cracked with a shillelagh. Guards bloodied on the dailies, skull cracked with a shillelagh. Basement. In that shiny little room, so far from a room, but still so close. <laughs>
3: There were guns in the home, and frequent hunting trips On long weekends, his fathers, his grandpa, and him In school, he'd get into fights At home, he'd cut his flesh with a knife And flex in the mirror, holding a pistol that was loaded Making lists of classmates of his He didn't forget any teacher that ever made a fool of him You could bet would soon regret it But then that September morning, the 11th, when They all went to the gym And the principal wheeled in the television and a whole new generation was introduced to the word terrorism to remain terrorized the counter-revolution must be televised precision strikes on black and white screens the sound of children screaming has been removed he remembered that recruiter that had come to his school what else could he do no college fund no scholarship no job to get no father with connections this way he could get an education learn a trade maybe kill a communist along the way basic training then on a plane. for some God forsaken place quicker than he thought he'd be, and he got shot in the face because he thought that he could fight his way out of poverty, against people fighting for national liberation. Well, he was sadly mistaken, no compassion for the invader. Good
2: night, and God bless America.
1: Burnt in his bed by a and at the open gate.
5: the swarthy hordes attack the white people you don't know they never tell you is it is it to protect their lands is it to protect their villages and their towns and their families and their children no it's just because they like to do that it's that's their thing they like to attack and so they have to be killed The trouble with this paradigm is that it turns the history of the last 400 years on its head It reverses the roles of those who were massacred and those who were doing the massacre. It was the European and North American civilizers so-called who went in there and destroyed the villages and destroyed their industries and destroyed their townships. That's what the history is about. That's what John Wayne is about. And what these films do is they reverse the history standing on its head. Guys in the
0: wagon train. Maybe this is too big of a question to ask in this context. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you trying to get out of this? I mean, what is sort of the the goal of putting this out? I mean, you know, like we've already established, uh, hip-hop is a weird thing in Canada and a lot of people, like mm-hmm. you said, they're, they're, they're new to it. They're not really necessarily sure what to make of it. I think both of you have, make music that appeals beyond that crowd anyway, uh, you know, just from other projects you've done or just from the style of um, how you present what you do. Who is this for and what are you trying to put out there i mean it's obviously not necessarily just a record that that has a good beat and you can dance
4: to it as as you just said right Mm -hmm. i think one thing um that that maybe i'm just getting a sense of is that we can you know everything goes in cycles right so you had hip-hop i think go through this cycle where it, it became like the dominant force in in pop culture and You know it went to it got to the point where pretty much everybody listens to rap you know to some degree now yeah um they don't necessarily engage in the culture or understand its origins but everybody listens to rap and i think that's coming around now where you're starting to see people become interested in different kinds of rap and specifically sort of indie rap Um, and so i think there are pockets um that are developing out of this, you know, like I've, I've met like young people, like, you know, early teens, early twenties who are becoming interested in like Anticon again. Right. Um, And so it's not necessarily that we made it for those people, but I think there's been in the back of my mind lately that there is a growing audience for this again. Um, And so, you know, you know, I have been thinking, how do you reach those people with so little resources and so little money yeah that's another question but I do think there is a growing audience for for this type of rap again
2: is that a reaction yeah, and I th- do you think oh sorry go ahead um, is it a reaction uh, I I'll try to incorporate sure uh, incorporate that is what I was gonna say that I think part of what Rob's talking about again to connect it back to like the lineage of, of this music that you had this obsessive fandom because it was necessary, late eighties, nineties. It's necessary to be obsessive about this because otherwise nobody is showing it to you, you know? And now it's not totally the same with that because you do have artists that represent this sort of alternative view of hip hop that me and Rob do, whether it's Billy Woods or Rock Marciano, people that are getting that notoriety for sure. But it's thinking of some of the ways in which that obsessiveness of fandom is something that I do think is coming back around. And so me and Rob having, again, this word that's been thrown around in the interview, this prolific output, um, when you look back and you even, let's just use a a Winnipeg context, I love Gruff. I love Yai. um, I love Bazooka Joe. Peanuts and Corn has this real um, identifiable cast of of characters, right? Right but they also have these combinations whether it's park like setting yeah. you know these things where someone could very likely be a huge fan of park like setting not realize that there's all this other music to get into and vice versa as well so thinking of someone that's going to come across our music and then be like oh what's this gazosine thing oh this is really interesting these beats sound familiar but kind of different and then they find their way down rob's stuff or the other way around rob's uh, fans and followers coming and finding my stuff out you know um so trying to think of the way in which that we're loving what we're doing it comes back to this control aspect of taking away some of that desire to make sure that we're getting the best seo and we're making sure that everything's coming back Willman. and it is kind of interesting where we're not super rigid about this but we have kind of agreed that like Gazogine is the project name even though that was just the album title. And that was part of the control aspect where um, Rob did all the music stuff. I did all the art, named all the songs, picked the title at the end of the day. Um, So there's those other aspects that are kind of just like, all right, let's make sure we're practicing as many of these elements as possible when we're giving people something that we want them to, you know, grab the CD and Hey, we put our lyrics in there. We're not ashamed of these things either, you know? Um, so making sure that there's that product that that reflects what hip hops about the the physical media you're going to get the real CD at the show at the merch table.
0: Yeah, I like that. I know when we talked last time about your own music too. Like the, the idea of having the lyrics mm-hmm. in the record is awesome because it's it's I mean like for, first of all the c- like physical media is is well, it seems to be like going in weird waves of dying and then coming back but but just having mm-hmm. having that information in the CD is, is is not a given anymore at all so especially with hip-hop so it's cool to it's cool to, to see it so um if if someone wants to hear this I mean by the time this comes out the the, the record will already be out uh, most likely what's the best Next. way to to find this and and find out what else you guys are doing as well
2: to buy the compact disc off of mine or Rob's Bandcamp page. That's your best bet to make sure that whether Epic Games or Song Trader, whoever might buy and sell and dismantle Bandcamp, or whoever might uh, put a little bit too much investment in Defense Forces, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, whoever else. If you have the CD, you are going to be certain you can listen to this as long as you have access to a CD player and electricity. But it will be on the streaming sites. And um, for me kitswellman.bandcamp.com i do believe it's rob rob can correct me but um if you're searching our names and if you're searching gazogene g-a-z-o-g-e-n-e you should be able to find this what is the meaning of the name it's a method of i mean i there's a few different ways gazogene turns up but the specific reference is This alternative fuel mechanism for vehicles that was really popular during World War II when there was, like, fuel and oil shortages. Um, So it would, like, burn coal or wood to have, like, a steam-powered kind of car engine. Uh, So if you look at, like, German gas there's there's some really wild pictures of, like, cars almost with, like, a stove on it. Um, if you think of the old cars with the like a Mister Burns kind of car, where it's got the big fenders, yeah, uh, there's some really good images of them on those kind of cars.
0: All right, that's a good, that's a good name. <laughs> um, is there anything else coming up? Uh, like, I mean, I don't want to dwell on the whole, you know, you guys are prolific thing, but is there anything else in the near future or or in the recent past that you want to plug um, that people should check out?
4: Well, I want people to buy this CD, but I did just put out a split 12-inch with Epic, and uh, that would be cool too if people wanted to buy that. And um, I also have a a number of projects that I'm getting ready for 2024. So,
0: so stay tuned.
3: It without the world spinning literally moving through space you can only remove them from each other separate them into unique objects and imagination for you Discover truth, don't fool yourself under the impression that the eye can hatch fat. Don't fetishize the abstract, don't mechanize the scientific method, but respect it though. There's better ways to question. Replace empiricism with a dialectic. Understanding is overburdened with the world that is overdetermined. Feeling like there's nowhere to turn when under my feet the world keeps on turning. The past is alive and the future we make as we Move through time and space simultaneously.
1: i be a quicksand. The dollars moved quickly in the fist of the big hand. Big man, big bully, big man. Buddy rich man handled the snare stand. Whipped it like a Dodge caravan. Anchor man, anger management. No accident. The lesson plan was abstinence. Super bad taught us how to handle it. The sacrament was wise. the bottles from the liquor cabinet. Feel like a says the tumbler top with that orange zest. Old fashioned bulletproof vest. He ground his teeth like cement. Stop, drop, and roll is not more than basic consent. on uh.